Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, do Patrick's parents like the Switch? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Hey, Patrick. How's it going? Uh, pretty good, Mark. How are you? Doing pretty good. Um, we've got a little bit of news. We do have a little bit of a news. A little bit of housekeeping up top. Mm-hmm. We've got a sponsor. We've got an ad coming up in a bit from MacWeldon.com. Now, you do whatever you do with ads, right? I know what I do with ads. I know what I, I do with ads, too. But in the meantime, all you need to know... Promo code Nintendo at MacWeldon.com gets you 20% off, helps us, helps you, uh, and it's good for everyone, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mark, uh, let's go into the weather report. It's pleasant. It was warm. Yeah, a little bit on the warm side. 80s. You're Mm -hmm. wearing shorts. I am wearing shorts. I am not wearing shorts as a matter of principle. Mark does not wear shorts. I just, I don't, generally speaking. Now, this is not the ad, but I am wearing MacWeldon shorts right now. Slippery slope. It's a slippery slope, slippery but this slope. is not the ad. I'm wearing Mac Weldon socks. <laughs> is this the ad? This is Mike? not the ad. Okay. Uh, promo code Nintendo for 20% off. Uh, Mark, what, what have you been playing? Been playing Zelda. Yeah. Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. Just, and uh, snipper clips with people from work. Yeah. Uh, have you done any of the more than two player snipper clips yet? No. Neither have I. I am eager to try it, but I don't have an extra set of Joy's Con yet. I also, uh, I, we should, uh, one of us should bring our Joy's Con. This is a great point. To the <laughs> other person's home, and we can play for, uh, more than two person that way. <laughs> I'm so dumb that I was like, yeah, I gotta wait until I f- get more of these things. <laughs> I'm not even thinking the man across the table from you that you talk about Nintendo with every I week. have a pair. <laughs> you have a pair. <laughs> and you want to do it. Um, I was actually in Best Buy yesterday, yeah. uh, last night, and they had a few Joyce-Con. Interesting. Interesting. But no. Did you know that you can buy them separately? So you don't have to buy j- the pair. So you can buy an L and an R separately? Well, th- this Best Buy only had R's, but yes. Boy, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. So it had the pairs, uh-huh. and then it also had like some R's. Interesting. Um, I didn't know that was even a thing. I didn't know that was a thing it's either. It's like half the price. It's like $30, $35, Would something be like that. F- yeah, 35 40, 40, right? There, 40. It's, it's 80 for a pair? Yeah, maybe it's 40. Um, also been playing uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, I, I haven't done like th- any real like lengthy sessions with it since, uh, since we recorded last week. We're recording a little bit early this week because Mark's going out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're coming at you from Mario Day, which is March 10th. Yeah, happy Mario Day. Happy Mario Day. Uh, not to sidetrack us from... Uh, Breath of the Wild, because yeah. I do want to talk about it. Sure. But I've got to say, I guess I'm glad Mario Day exists. Is this the first year they're doing it? This is the first year I remember there being a Mario Day. Um, I mentioned it to my coworker, and she said, is there a Yoshi Day? And I tried to like make the numbers look like Yoshi. Yeah, no, that, I don't think that's a thing. And even if like you flip it upside down, I can get the O, the S, the H, and the I. Which you just use an upside down zero, five, four, and one. But there's no way to make that Y a number. Um, I've been really busy at work. I guess I was expecting Mario Day to have, hopefully in the future, they like release something fun. Because there are some like discounts on old games. Yeah. But it's just not doing it for me. I'm not having a happy Mario Day. Oh, I am so sorry. Mark. Happy Mario Day. <laughs> Happy Mario Day to you, too. Um, it's just like the year of Luigi, where, like... They at least release games. They did. The they, Lu- that, that is true. Or, like, uh, yeah. I mean, I can't get that upset about a one-day promotional. It's like being furious about May 4th. <laughs> right? Sure. Or being mad about, like, Pi Day. Right. Which is also coming up the 14th. Great point. 
Um, Breath of the Wild. So I've been doing the same thing where I've only been playing in short bursts. Mm -hmm. And originally, I was avoiding that. For the first few days, I was like, no, I only want to do this in, you know, when I have like three hours or something I can set aside and just like really like immerse myself in it. Well, guess what? I don't have three hours, turns out. Almost never. And if you do have three hours, you'd rather be asleep. (laughs) So... And so I, I've also been doing it in like quick bursts mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not making any progress because anytime I'm like, I'm going to like head towards a specific area, even if it's not to continue the story, you just keep finding more and more and more and more and more stuff. Yeah. The, it, the game is infinitely distractible, like, or I am infinitely distractible when I play the game. Like there is no way to keep me on task. Because uh, I will see something pretty, I'll start taking pictures, and then tweeting them. Like, it's just, I'm, I am very much enjoying this game. Me too. It's, it's great. I, we've talked about in the past that I don't really love open world games, mm-hmm. generally speaking, because I feel rudderless and I kind of get bored after a while. But thus far, I love the world that they've created of Hyrule so much yeah. that I don't, it's, feels different from like Red Dead Redemption to me, which felt the like quests are set up different or and there's no like trophies, uh like system wide trophies. Uh-huh. So you don't feel compelled to this is the example I use every time for Red Dead Redemption because that's what I ended up doing was like skinning a million coyotes. And then you're just like, I'm kind of bored of this already. I haven't I haven't run into that. Yeah. And so I'm excited to be like, yeah, this might take me... I could probably live in this for at least 100 hours, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I have also made like appreciably no real progress in the game. Um, I've been to Kakariko Village and uh, the village that follows it, but like... And, and things are happening between the towns, and like, I'm like, oh, I found the guy that I can give uh, Korok seeds to and upgrade my inventory slots or whatever. Um, but like, I don't know, there's, there's no part of me that feels like I'm doing the game right. You know, <laughs> I'm not like, oh, I'm, I'm hitting all the checkboxes. I'm doing all the upgrades as I'm supposed to. But I also don't feel bad about it or underpowered or anything. Yeah, I think we were planning on like in a week or two doing a deep dive into Zelda. And I don't think we're, I'm going to be ready for it at that point. No, it'll be like episode 75 <laughs> a year from now <laughs> when you and I are like, yeah, okay, I'm ready to I'm ready to talk about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so I'm going out of town and the Switch is portable, but it feels too new to me yeah. to like take with me. Well, so it feels like my baby and I want it to be safe, you know? And you have not yet played the one two switch game where it is a baby. I have to I, rock I, it. I to have sleep. not. I have not. <laughs> uh and where are you on the uh the case front? Still no case? Still no case. Okay. How about you? Also, still no case. You'll notice that there's a T-shirt draped over a uh, table over there. Um, that T-shirt uh, had a Nintendo Switch wrapped in it <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I was going swaddle. on your advice. Yes, swaddle, swaddle the Switch in a T-shirt. <laughs> um, my problem is that like I'm genuinely just worried it's going to get like broken or lost or stolen or something. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think I'm going to travel with it this time, but maybe next time. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I, I get that though. Like every time I leave the house with it, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. It just feels like, uh, it, it's, it's too new. It's, it is too new. Right. Like after a few weeks or months, I, I won't feel as precious about it, mm-hmm. but the, the bloom is still on the rose. Did you see the video of the, um, water saw guys cutting into one? No. So these are, water saw isn't the right word, um, but it's where you cut something with a, like, blade uh, that has, like, water running through it. Hmm. Um, so these, <laughs> these guys who do this do everything, right? They, that's what their, their YouTube page is. They cut things with this water saw, which is still not right. <laughs> um, they cut a Triforce design into a Switch um, as it's playing The Legend of Zelda. And the thing holds out surprisingly long, continuing to play the game as they're like cutting big triangles out of it. (laughs) It's miraculous. So you're saying I shouldn't be worried. I'm saying let's take a saw to one of these. (laughs) Not mine. 
Uh, I've also still been playing uh, the Shovel Knight Spectre of Torment. Uh, there is a New Game Plus, which, um, you know, in typical New Game Plus is like harder, more enemies, they take more hits, uh, blah, 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 fewer resources. Um, but there's a combined... So in the game you have Will, which is your life, and another thing, which is your like special weapon. Um, and the New Game Plus turns both of those into one bar. So your life and your special weapons are all like taking from one resource and the whole thing ticks down slowly as you're going through the level. So like there's this sense of urgency and uh, like limiting your use of special weapons and getting hit. I'm really into it. It's super hard and I love it. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I I like it a lot. Um, Together, we're playing Mm -hmm. the NES classic Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. And you can join us. Uh, we've gotten through the first three levels, um, first three dungeons, I guess. Uh, and we will be moving on to the next three dungeons. Now, uh, bear with us here because we're dumb. We think we're smart, but we're dumb. <laughs> oh, we're super dumb. So dumb. Um, it, in the episode which aired on Thursday, we said, yeah, we'll just beat the game. Yeah. But turns out there aren't seven dungeons. There, nope. are, there are nine. Um, and then I went into a little bit of a wormhole, uh, looking into how many dungeons are generally in Zelda games variable. Um, there are, I mean, there are two Zelda games that have the same number of dungeons, but like there's, uh, Wind Waker has four, you know, arguably five, um, Link to the Past has 11. Um, and there are, there are always like things that maybe you can count as a dungeon. Maybe you can't. Uh, so. I'm going to say we should be absolved of thinking it had the wrong number of dungeons. Oh, absolutely. That's, <clears throat> we're dumb, <laughs> but but we should be forgiven for it. Right. And we're owning it. Yeah. Mark, let's move on to the news. More indies for the Switch. Woo! Uh, Huntdown, a, quote, hard-boiled co-op arcade shooter, end quote, featuring hand-drawn pixel animation will be released on Switch later this year in addition to the Xbox One and PS4. Did you get a chance to, uh, uh, hunt down videos of Huntdown? I don't care for that at all. All right. Did, did you see any? (laughs) I want to know if you can tell me about the game. (laughs) A little bit. I mean, it looks cool. Again, it's one of those, uh, or from the little bit I saw. It has, I don't want to say, like a, a similar art style that is very in vogue right now, where it's like um, the foreground and the characters and everything are just shadow. Oh, okay, sure. Like um, a Limbo-esque. Yeah, kind of. Uh, but I, I don't know. The idea of like a co-op arcade shooter seems pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. Uh, I neglected to mention last week that some Neo Geo games were coming to the Switch eShop. Now, hold on a minute. You neglected to mention, um, I didn't know about this at all. So again, I think these launched with the Switch in Japan. That is correct. And Europe. Um, oh, and Europe. And Europe, yeah. Um, and coming in, came to North America on Thursday, the 9th. Um, the six games are, uh, Nam 1975. Uh, Waku Waku 7, Metal Slug 3, King of Fighters 98, Shock Troopers, and World Heroes Perfect. Um, so that's three fighting games and three, like, uh, you know, overhead shooter uh, kind of games. Um, King of Fighters... Well, Metal Slug is like a... Oh, yeah, Metal a, Slug is side-scrolling. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> the, this is cool. Why, did, why didn't we... So you knew about this and didn't tell me. Well, I mean, I... I neglected to mention in the sense that they came out on thursday and i was like oh i didn't yeah. say anything about this because i I, di- I guess i didn't really know when it was that it was happening it's weird that like it it happened with such little fanfare because this is right this this is sort of the eShop or the virtual console as it were kind of, yeah it's it's a weird in between yeah um, and so maybe this is indication that they're not going to have third parties on the virtual console. 
No, but, I right? Mean, like, so companies will be able to do this if they want, but they'll just show up on the eShop. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, that that would make sense. Um, it, it's it's a cool list of Neo Geo games. It's not the coolest. Well, supposedly, supposedly the emulation is not amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, I you know I'm not really familiar with Neo Geo games. So I like I've heard of Metal Slug, I've heard of King of Fighters. The other ones I'm not really familiar with. Yeah, so um, I mean I am familiar with everything but uh, Waku Waku Seven and Shock Troopers. Um, so I guess just to add to your familiarity, uh, World Heroes Perfect and um, Nam 1975, uh, and they're both fine. I think the two like golden titles on here are. King of Fighters 98, which is kind of revered as like the good King of Fighters from the um, like pre 3D era of that series. Um, and Metal Slug 3 is kind of held up as like the best of the series. Um, but I haven't played it in years. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I like this idea. I'd like to see Samurai Shodown 2 um, come to this thing. And uh, I don't know. There, there are a bunch of weird titles on, on Neo Geo that I would be interested in seeing. Another thing that'll be interesting to see is as the eShop grows, yes. how the curation is. Yeah, because right, right like now it's like, nothing. Right now it's just like, uh, especially when you first got the Switch last week, there were what? Like four or five titles available. So it was like there was Zelda. no search. <laughs> yeah. There was no, yeah. you know, there was no need for it. Mm-hmm. And as these titles start growing, one thing I feel like a lot of the or all of the console online stores have suffered from uh, not just the shop is mm-hmm. really poor like search and curation and like discoverability. Yeah, has problem. been really bad. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how they try to tackle that. Yeah, because right now it's it's they're not tackling it. They're just they're eight new games came to the Switch on Thursday and. They bump the Legend of Zelda, the Breath of a uh, Breath, of, Breath of the Wild, down to slot number nine. You know, which is insane. Like most people buying a game for the Switch are going to be going for Breath of the Wild. Um, it's nuts that it's now buried. Yeah, that it's just going eight seemingly by like release order. Yeah, that seems untenable. Yeah. Um. So also, Bomberman sixty four came out on the ninth for the Wii U Virtual Console in North America. Whatever, guys. <laughs> what are you doing? What's happening? Well, also, like, I guess this was the last three months of the Switch of the Wii U's life was when they're like, let's just get all these N64 games on there. What? Why would? Why would you do this? I wonder if it has anything to do with. Um, I've heard like some rumblings of people being like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy a Wii U used and play." Because people being like, I, I don't necessarily want to switch, but I do want to play Breath of the Wild. And like that's a solution, is get someone's uh, Wii U and play Breath of the Wild on it. Um, and so if this is kind of like, hey, there's a new Bomberman on the Switch, so you could play a Bomberman on your Wii U. I mean, by new, we mean the N64 version. Oh, right. No, I know. <laughs> No, new Bomberman on the Switch. If you want to have a similar like oh, Bomberman-y, oh. trying to like replicate, it's a weak analogy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's the continued comedy of errors that is the Wii U. I think it's, I guess, nice that Wii U current Wii U owners aren't being compl- like completely and immediately abandoned. But let's completely and immediately abandon those. Well, people. there have to be some Wii U, especially with Zelda just coming out. There sure. are Wii U owners who, like, didn't get a Switch or yeah. won't get a Switch for a long time. So while you and I are both ready to like salt the earth, that's right. <laughs> I'm ready to march to the sea, my friend. <laughs> I under I understand why they're throwing people a bone. Yeah, I I I, I get that. I. Honestly, for the life of me, I'm like, I don't want to touch my Wii U. I don't want to touch my 3DS. Oh, I yeah. I mean, I'm 100% the same way. But again, that's because we are lucky enough to have gotten a Switch. That's a great point. And, you know, it is a uh, soft launch here, right? L- the launch is all year. Um, after Mario Odyssey is out, 
I don't want to hear any more of this Bomberman coming out <laughs> on the Switch. The indie game Rhyme is coming to Switch in May, which is a month later than other platforms. Okay. But it's also going to cost $10 more in the US so and Europe. So like, or 10 euros or 10 pounds more, depending on your location. So it's $30, 30 yeah. everywhere and is going to be 40 on the Switch. Okay. Um, no real good reason for this that we know of, right? Right. So what they've told K- Kotaku, so the uh, Gray Box, which is the publisher of Rhyme, mm-hmm. told Kotaku, we, quote, we set prices for our products based on the cost of development and publishing for each specific platform. And then when they were asked for more details, like is the extra charge because they have to pay for cartridges instead of Blu-rays. Which does make sense. The representative added, quote, I can confirm cost of manufacturing is also a factor in addition to the statement below about development and publishing qua- uh, cost, end quote. And I don't, like, I think that's $10. There's no way. There's a, that that's what the difference in cost between a Blu-ray and there's a, no a cartridge. Way. Especially, I feel like, because other indies have uh, or are planning to have price parity. Yeah. That the $10 feels excessive, especially when you consider... So in Australia and New Zealand, uh, this game isn't going to release until winter, even though on other platforms it's coming in May. It won't release on the Switch until winter, and it's going to cost double in Australia Whoa. on the Switch. It's going to cost sixty uh, bucks, sixty Australian dollars. Wow, compared to thirty Australian dollars. That, on every that's platform. like eight hundred American dollars, right? <laughs> so it's just like I. It's curious. It's it's curious. It's also like the all the they've been super like cagey about it. Yeah. You know, like the the statements are basically like nothingness. Well, so uh, Reggie did Reggie uh, Fizeme, the president of Nintendo America, did a Facebook Live um, interview um, and was asked about the 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 price disparity, and he said that uh, third uh, that setting prices was a third party decision, and Nintendo is not involved in setting those prices. Sure, I mean. I, I, and pointed people back to the developer. I'm not saying that it's not Nintendo's fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that it, like, this is to add to your, like, people, Nintendo's being cagey about it. I don't think it's Nintendo that's being cagey about it. Oh, right. Okay. Like, I think Reggie's being completely honest where it's like, yeah, third parties do set it. Yes. I, and I personally 100% believe that cartridges are probably, like, the Switch cartridges are more expensive to manufacture than a Blu ray. What I do not believe. Is that yeah. it's worth ten? Is that it's a ten dollar difference? I don't even believe that it's a dollar difference. Sure. Uh, what about a thirty uh, Australian dollar difference? <laughs> yeah, you know. So, um, if I, I think my only hope in this, I is that, uh, what's the name of the publisher? Graybox. Yeah. I would rather them just be like straight with us, right? Instead of trying to like broad terms. Sure. You think. Th- uh, it, it would be nicer if they were like, it costs two more dollars for us to... I mean, I'm sure they can't say that. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Probably like NDAs or something like oh, that. All right, all right? right. I mean, yeah. I'm th- and that's pure speculation on my part. Um, I'm sure Nintendo doesn't want everybody being like, no, this is how much it costs to uh, publish a game on Switch. Yeah. No, and, th- and, th- and that makes sense to me. Um, yeah, it just feels... Shady's not the right word, but it just feels kind of crappy. Does it feel a little Mr. Shifty to you? Remember Mr. Shifty? I remember Mr. Shifty. I will not impugn the kind people at uh, Mr. Shifty Incorporated, especially because their pricing may be the same across all platforms. And I think, I believe that's the name of the developer. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Mr. Shifty Incorporated. Uh, Mark, let's let's take a little break. So... You can customize your character in a lot of video games, right? Mm-hmm. One thing you can never customize on a character is their underwear. Yeah, they never really let you do that. No, they're like, don't mess with the underwear. The underwear is what it is. But I can assure you that your character is always wearing bad underwear. It's cheap. Cheap, unflattering, uncomfortable, should have gone to MacWeldon.com 
and gotten some comfortable underwear. Mark, we're in the middle of a commercial for Mack Weldon underwear. We absolutely are. Absolutely we are. Uh, we got some underwear and some socks. And I got a hoodie. And I got some shorts. And it's all incredibly comfortable. And I'm not just saying that. What, what are you doing then if you're not just saying it? You're meaning it? I'm meaning it. <laughs> That's good. This is one of the, the like false things I say. Like, oh, what a pleasure to meet you. Right. Or when I say, Mark, how you doing? He's like, I'm just happy to be here. These are the kinds of lies that we normally tell you. <laughs> the, but right now we're telling you the truth. Uh, the clothes are comfortable. Um, it's a, a success of underpants and of socks and all the other things they do. And I'll also say stylish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that they look good. You can get some very ugly underwear. Oh, boy, can you. Uh, and these are not they. You can find attractive, comfortable underwear at MacWeldon.com. Enter the promo code NINTENDO, and you pay a little bit less. 20% less. 20%! Uh, and then, you know, customize yourself in a way that you uh, never could with your character. It's MacWeldon.com. Enter the promo code Nintendo. In more interviews after the Switch launch, Reggie has stated that in the US, the Nintendo Switch is the best-selling system for Nintendo in its first five days. Okay. So we had had that over like three days, and we have it over five days. Where are we at seven days? Uh, So the Nintendo (laughs) DS... Sold 480,000 uh-huh. in seven days in the U.S., and it seems likely at this point that the Switch will be above that. So, uh, Switches are not plentiful in stores at the moment. They are not. That's correct. So, it's a little bit of a, a weird number in that it's just like, it's a supply-constrained dictated number at this point, right? Like, how many Switches is Nintendo able to provide? Yeah. Um. I, I don't know what to make of these numbers at this point. Yeah, I don't know that it really like means anything other than it seem, it's, seems like it's been a good launch sure. all around. Because also in Spain, Switch is the best, best console launch in history. Hmm. The, the Spaniards love the Switch? It seems like everybody, you know, like it seems like Nintendo did a good job of getting a lot of Switch out there. Yeah. They did a good job of building hype for it. Zelda has a lot of great reviews. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they are able to sustain this momentum. Yeah. Right? Because sure. the next like big game they have coming out is ne- next month. Yeah. With Mario Kart. And uh, but yeah, like all the building blocks seem to be in place. And I'm sure that we will see it drop off from what the Wii was selling. Well, yeah. But the Wii was a, a runaway freight train. Right. We're gonna. I'm gonna interview my parents a little bit later in in this episode, and I do not expect them to be as positive on this thing as they were on the Wii. But I I could be wrong. Right. No. But it, it definitely it doesn't feel like it's the cultural phenomenon that the Wii was. Yeah. But it definitely feels like it we're on a better trajectory than we were with the Wii U. Hard to be worse. <laughs> I mean, very true. But also better than the GameCube. Yeah. Which will make this the, you know, like third or fourth best-selling Nintendo inter- console? Possibly. It's early. Yeah, really. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Reggie also addressed concerns about the dock scratching the screen and Joy-Con disconnections. Uh, in an interview with Time, he just saying that Nintendo's aware of the reports and are in, quote, fact-finding mode, but that the number of repair requests is consistent w- with what they've seen for any new hardware. Oh, so basically okay. saying that they don't believe at this point that it's a widespread issue, but they are encouraging anyone with issues to contact Nintendo support because that's how they are uh, collecting all their data. Uh, that's So if are they saying uh, contact Nintendo support and we're going to take your data or contact your Nintendo support and we're going to fix your problem? I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I hopefully it would be a little bit of both. Yeah. Well, yes, of course. Collect my data if you're fixing my problem. But <laughs> otherwise, that data is mine. <laughs> you're stingy with your data. Yeah. I like my data. Yeah. I don't want to share. On Friday, Nintendo released a new trailer for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. The trailer mostly features the additional content we are already aware of, like new characters, new modes, new battle maps, new items. 
but it also confirmed amiibo functionality. Yeah, so that was a little bit of a um, the me character was missing from the uh, character select screen that we saw um, during the Treehouse Lives um, stream. Um, but the, this trailer confirms that, and I don't know if you'll be able to play as a me otherwise, but that the me costumes are back and you can tap in amiibo to to access them. Um, also, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe trailer. I'm so excited to play this game again and for other people to get their hands on it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is enough. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, Because people love Mario Kart and not very many people played it on the Switch. So So it'll be a new game to most people. Yeah, and I think the thing that will make it um, it'll it'll be a new game to most people, and I think it'll be one of those things that'll be easily demonstrable to friends of Switch users. Um, that will then, because like you'll bring it. I've done this, you know, with with the Switch. I throw it down. We play snipper clips together. People are like, "Wow, this thing is cool." Um, but if you can throw down a Switch with someone else and play Mario Kart, I feel like that's a that's a hooks in. That's an excited like. I don't know. I think it could be really big for this thing. Yeah, I will definitely be bringing it back to work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So people can check out Mario Kart. Because Snipper Clips was fun, but again, you know, like, uh, Mario Kart, it'll just be easier for, like, one race, and then people, like, swap out and stuff. Yeah, and Snipper Clips is, is fun, but it's also, like, thinky, and, uh, you know, like, not everyone you're going to play with is a nerd who wants to just, like, think their way through a dumb puzzle. I'm saying Mario Kart's just fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Japanese Monster Hunter fans will find Breath of the Wild themed content in Monster Hunter. Is it XX or Cross Cross? Or Double Cross? Or Double Cross. It's probably Double Cross. I mean, it's probably not Cross Cross. It is. Let me tell you this. It is not Monster Hunter 20. <laughs> those are not Roman numerals. No, those are not Roman numerals. But, the, but anyone who buys this game will find Breath of the Wild themed content uh, in it. And it's for the 3DS. Comes out on March 18th. So pretty soon in Japan. And no word on whether we'll ever see it stateside. That's fine. How many Monster Hunter games are there? Uh, it does make me wonder if we will eventually see Monster Hunter on the Switch. Mm-hmm. They seem to have a good relationship with... Capcom seems to have a good relationship with Nintendo at this point. Yep. And Monster Hunter has primarily been a handheld, mm-hmm. like portable um, franchise. And there aren't very many of those left in Japan other than the Switch now. Yeah, handhelds you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, great point. I mean, I feel like uh yeah, that's got to be the last game in town. I'm sure people are going to be hanging on to uh 3DSs longer than people are hanging on to Wii U's. Um but man, come on guys. <laughs> let's, let's jump ship. <laughs> and don't tell me about your Vitas. Oh, yeah, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about your Vita. Look, look, you got to touch that thing's back. It has back touch. <laughs> Patrick had a Vita. I did. I got rid of it. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, no. But I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it in my life. I don't need it in my life. Um, Bye-bye, Box Boy. Bye-bye, Box Boy. Is coming to North America and Europe on March 23rd. It's going to be a 3DS eShop exclusive. So, Bye-bye, Box Boy is the like i'm sorry do you mean bye bye box boy bye bye box boy um it is the um in japan it was called goodbye box boy the third entry in the box boy franchise mm-hmm. so it goes box yes that's right the the box boy trilogy um so it goes box boy box box boy and then goodbye slash bye bye box boy <laughs> i love this this should be the new naming convention for all things <laughs> Well, I mean, it's handy when you're like, "This is this the last one? I don't know. It's called Goodbye. Bye-bye, Box Boy. <laughs> uh, sad news. Oh. Doesn't look like no. the QB. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else you would pronounce it. It has only one vowel, arguably, in it at the end, but it's definitely a two-syllable word. Q-B-B-Y. Yeah. Amiibo isn't, doesn't look like it's coming. Oh. It's really cute. It is really cute. But it doesn't look like we're getting it here. Well, that's okay. I'm excited to... I was honestly just about to say I was, I'm was. i excited to get the game, but I don't know if I can pick up my 3DS to play it. And you have the new 3DS, the faster version. The faster version. 
Um, but so the amiibo uh, unlocked like a Game Boy filter. Okay, and it look you'll be able to get that even if you don't have the amiibo as long as you have saved da- data from the previous two Box Boy games. Both of the uh, previous two. Yep, that's what it says. Too rich for my blood. <laughs> Uh well great let's uh, move into the new releases for the week oh right uh March seventeenth Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus is being released for the Switch if you'll re- remember this was originally announced as a launch title but got pushed back a little bit because of manufacturing issues uh it's gonna be forty dollars and it is available on the eShop but also available in the stores uh think you're gonna pick that up. I've heard really good things about it. So have I. I don't even necessarily know what it is, though. Roguelike? That's what I keep hearing, but I'm not sure what it means in this context. But for the price, for $40, it has a ton of content. Like, all of the DLC, like, everything that's been um, done to it and for it. Right. Uh, So we may actually be target audience for this, having never played it, but still like holding it in some kind of esteem um so it'll be interesting to see if either of us cave and buy it (laughs) (laughs) all right mark let's move out of the news now it's time for a regular segment on our program it's time for 433 in 1952 american composer john cage wrote a piece called 433 wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds for the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. I am starting the uh, recording now. Mark, did you see that James Cameron today, James, filmmaker James Cameron, Titanic's own James Cameron, mm-hmm. uh, was in an interview or something and said, hey, we should no longer expect to see Avatar Am I saying yes? Avatar two before uh, two thousand eighteen because we won't see it in two thousand eighteen. Right. So, Release date to be determined. TBD two thousand nineteen at best. Um. So, and the uh, Avatar land at is it a Disney World? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at Animal Kingdom in Disney World. Oh, okay. Um. That that's going to be opening at the end of May. At the end of May. Of uh, this year. Of this year. A full, at least two years before, <laughs> probably at least two years before uh, the, the, the movie, the next movie comes out. Right, which was, I'm sure, not the plan when it was originally re- announced in like Death 2014. <laughs> I think they assumed that Avatar 2 would be coming out around this time. Um, I just want to talk about Avatar. Um, what is go- <laughs> What is going on here? Like. The original Avatar, how long ago was Avatar? Let, let's try to guess without looking it up. 2010. I, that's prob- or maybe 11. I saw it in Chicago, so I was living in Chicago, so it was at least five years ago. Yeah, it, I think it was longer than that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the, <laughs> there's this movie franchise that literally no one talks about anymore, except James Cameron, I suppose. Um, and Disney is like doing a park, and James Cameron is simultaneously filming four more movies. Eventually, they haven't even started; they're in pre-production. Oh my god, <laughs> Mark, what's happening here? <laughs> like it's is, the, it's the highest-grossing movie of all time, and nobody ever talks about it. That the that it's the highest-grossing movie of all time. No, that about it in general. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, did you see Avatar? I did. I saw it in the theater. Um opening weekend Mm -hmm. um i didn't care for it Mm -hmm. um and then i saw it again later on hbo um with sarah who wasn't with me when we saw it in the theater um and it is even less fun on the small screen (laughs) i don't know i'm I'm just having a hard time wrapping my head around i i do get it is the highest grossing motion picture of all time so of course you're going to make sequels to it yeah i mean even if it grosses 50 percent of what the last one did it's that's still like a billion and a half dollars. But doesn't 2010 or whatever year it was feel like a lifetime ago? Absolutely. Like, is there still by the time the sequel comes out, people are going to be seeing it as like a nostalgia play almost, right? 
I, uh, I'll never count James Cameron out. Sure. Because people thought Titanic was going to flop. Mm-hmm. People thought Avatar was going to flop. Right. So, you know, I, I'll never say, like, Avatar 2 is going to be a disaster. But it does feel very unnecessary and coming way too late. I mean, so Avatar 2 doesn't, necess- doesn't necessarily spell disaster to me right avatar 5 does <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just it's such a cart before the horse scenario and it's not like again yeah highest grossing motion picture of all time that is not nothing um but like you've got to be marvel or star wars to be planning four movies in advance um it's just insane to me it is it is like Think of the amount of money no, <laughs> that they have to be sinking into all four of these sequels to be filmed back to back to back to back. Yeah. Like, that has to be the most expensive filmmaking enterprise of all time. That's probably true. I mean, what, what else could even come close to it? Like, even the, the Lord of the Rings movies, uh, for their time, there were only three of them. Um, and I feel like... Uh, movie budgets have only ballooned to catch up with lord of the rings i think part of the problem for not part of the problem but like part of the thing for me is that i don't really find the world of avatar to be that enticing it doesn't even honestly feel that unique to me like you got some blue elves right yeah blue cat people blue cat people elves who ride dragons like We've gotten elves and things who ride dragons in like we've gotten all these fixes other places. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think and like we've abandoned 3D movies, right? And we've aban- abandoned Sam Worthington. Yeah. Let us like, not forget. Hard pass. <laughs> like they tried. Oh, did they try? But yeah. we'll never know. We'll never know what they tried. And we'll never know how we feel about Avatar. Um, let's move out of this segment. Uh, so uh, slightly out of order here, um, I wanted to get to a a listener question um, before we get into uh, me interviewing my parents about the Switch, <laughs> which I can't wait for. <laughs> um, but we got uh, an email. And remember, you can always write to us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Um, we got uh, an email from a listener uh, who said, hey, guys, uh, first and foremost, great job on the podcast. Keep it up. Thanks for that. We appreciate that. <laughs> um, I listened to the Wizard podcast a couple days ago and had uh, that and that same evening I came home and watched it. After listening to the podcast and watching the Wizard, I must say, as a 36 year old, uh, I watched it in a totally different perspective than what from when I was nine years old. But then again, it was the 80s and society was not as screwed up as it is now. We don't have to deal with all the <clears throat> sorry. We didn't have to deal with all the dangers children have to deal with now. Even as adults, we aren't safe ourselves. I feel kind of safe. Do you feel safe? I mean, I'm not taking my Switch with me on vacation. Great point. I just wanted to drop you a line and say thank you for taking me down memory lane and revisiting a cheesy yet classic movie from my childhood. Take care. Sincerely, Edward. Uh, thanks for writing Yeah, thanks, Edward. Edward. Um, have you, have you uh, thought any more about The Wizard since we talked about it? Just like that dichotomy between what I remembered as a kid and then rewatching it and what the movie actually was. Yeah. And... Uh, Getting this email, I was like, yeah, it really is a dark and dangerous movie. <laughs> like, it's they're tra- they're hitchhiking <laughs> to pop music. Yeah, <laughs> they're like having a fun time. Ah, oh, di- different different times. Probably just movie logic, right? Not actually different times. the The movie presents a pretty dark universe. It acknowledges like sexual assault of minors. It acknowledges rusted out truck graveyards. Like, it's a scary world that it's presenting. Sure, but different in that, it, different times in that it can present that in a PG children's movie. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's family, it's fun for the entire family. Right. Now, if they were to release that movie now, Hugh Jackman would be in it and it'd be called Logan. <laughs> California. <laughs> I love that he's the kid. <laughs> 
and then it's still like young Fred Savage. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and Jenny Lewis. Uh-huh. California. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for the uh, for the email. It's uh, always nice to know that um, people are enjoying it and playing along with us when we do dumb things like watch The Wizard <laughs> or play Zelda or Metroid Other M. Um, Mark, you have any, anything else to add on uh, on The Wizard before we move into this interview with my parents? Just again, like as always, if you uh, we love hearing from you, and you can write to us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Now I am joined by my parents, uh, who are visiting for the weekend, uh, to talk about their experience with the Nintendo Switch. Hi, Mom. Hi, Patrick. How are you? Fine. Um, so we played some Nintendo last night, right? Yes. Um, I kind of want to just get an idea of... Uh, we we played we played some one two switch right yes. um and Sarah and I played some snipper clips um and then I was playing Zelda today while you guys were around everyone fell asleep on the couch while I was playing Zelda <laughs> yes uh <clears throat> but just uh, like generally were you aware that there was a new Nintendo thing coming out at all I was not aware that there was one coming out I knew that it actually had come out but I did not know there was one going to be coming out. How did you know that it did come out? I think, um, hmm, how did I know that? I think somebody asked you in front of me if you had it. Somebody asked me in front of you? When were we somewhere with a mysterious third party? Well, when did you get this thing? It's been out, <laughs> it, it's been out for a little over a week. It's oh. been out for nine days at this point. Then maybe I just made that up. <laughs> maybe you just made it up. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, it's it's fair to say. I know how I knew. You okay. told me. That's <laughs> <laughs> on a phone conversation. You told me that you had purchased one. Yes. Yes. Um, that that all tracks. Uh, so you you had no idea that there was one coming out. No. When what do you think of Nint? I I know the answer to this question, but <laughs> what what do you think of uh, Nintendo generally? Well, and of Nintendo systems. Okay, I would not spend my money on them, Mm -hmm. but I understand why you do. (laughs) That's very generous. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you guys ever own a Wii? No, no, but you've you've played them before, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, Was there ever a time where you thought that, like, oh, maybe we should get one of these? You know, it was fun to play the tennis game on it. Mm-hmm. But um, actually, I, I did not know enough about it to really get interested in actually purchasing one. Yeah. What about, what about you, Dad? Um, I like the, um, the way uh, the little characters that you could make in there. Yeah, Mies. Yeah. The yeah. Mies, yeah. Yeah. Those, those, were, those were cute. Yeah. So uh, you can still make Mies on the switch it's just not something that they put like front and center on it it's kind of like a an also ran feature like they they will let you create mies on there but it's not you know i feel like it was a very big part of the Wii where people would sit around the tv and you know laugh as you're you know making someone look sort of like themselves oh and then that character could play the game too yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that was nice I enjoyed that. Yeah. Did uh were you at all aware that there was a new Nintendo no. system coming out? No. No idea. No. Um and uh just for a point of comparison, uh were you aware that the Wii was coming out before the Wii was coming out? Do you remember? Uh you, yeah. Bef- yes. Before it yeah. came out. Yes. Um was that because of me? Was I doing something like that or did it get to you some some other way? I think I was younger then. <laughs> Is that possible that you were younger then? Yes. Mom, did you have something to add to that? Okay, I think that the Wii was really promoted, at least more than what I think this Nintendo Switch was, except that maybe I'm not tuned into it. But I know, you know, neighbors had the Mm -hmm. Wii. So, yeah, it was, yeah, I think we knew about it. I know we knew about it. Right, but do you think you knew about it? Well, I guess it's it's probably hard to remember if you knew about it. before it had come out or after because it, mm. I, I think they started to hit big in uh, like around Thanksgiving because that's when 
people were taking it home to their to their parents' houses and showing their parents. Um, but it it had come <clears throat> excuse me, it had come out I think the end of October or early November, something like that. Um, so uh, yeah, maybe maybe the, the, this thing hasn't had that opportunity yet. Well, also there was the pre Christmas advertising yeah. for the Wii. Yeah. So that was another thing. Uh, so you you both sort of like the Wii. No one ever thought to uh, to purchase one or. I think we were too busy doing other things. Sure. So okay, we played a little bit of One Two Switch last night. Yes. Um, how uh, how did you like that? Was it fun? Were uh, I? <laughs> I know uh, it's it's even sillier than than Wii Sports, right? Than the the tennis game. Well, some of it is sillier, yes. Although I noticed um, you and Sarah didn't want to do the dance ones. No, we didn't want to do the dance ones because it the the game itself is really dumb. Like there there <laughs> are there so there there are like thirty games in in one two switch, right? Okay. Um, and there is one called Copy Dance, um, which it, we were playing it on on shuffle, and Sarah and I rejected it twice. Like it popped up twice, and we were like, nope, don't want to do it. Um, but when when we had played it, uh, a couple, uh, I guess last weekend, um. You just you just like pose with it. It's not fun. It's like the gorilla game. Remember how we couldn't really like the gorilla game where it's just like shake your arms in rhythm. Yeah, my dad's still like beating his chest right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's why we were rejecting it, not because it was dance, but because it wasn't fun when we did it last week. Okay. Um, but mm-hmm. would, does does that make you think? Well, wh- why did you bring that up when I said some of the games are sillier? Why did I bring up the dance one? Yeah. Well, because I noticed you rejected it immediately. Yeah. And wasn't there another dance one too? I think it was just the the copy dance one that we rejected twice. But I there there might be a couple other dance ones in there, but we didn't we didn't play any of them. Um what uh what games in the the one two switch uh did we play and did you have fun with? No, go go ahead. I can't remember the names it of them. It doesn't matter if you okay, remember the Okay, the gorilla name. one, well, I was very bad at the gorilla one. And that is because I have no sense of rhythm. Yeah. I well, could the, not get into the beat of the gorilla one. It's also a little bit hard to know, like, how to beat your chest to the rhythm of, like, a, of yeah. a gorilla. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. So, yes. gorilla, gorilla, we were saying no fun. Not really. I didn't think that was fun. What did you have fun doing? Okay, well, okay. Then there's the telephone one. Yeah, telephone which, game's surprisingly good, right? Well, except that <laughs> at the very beginning, it's it's fun because you only have, especially like the first time out, you have one ring in your head that you're listening for. Mm-hmm. But by the time you've done it maybe five or six times, it's like, what ring are we on? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And then you're trying to like psych each other out yeah. by like, going for it when it's not not quite the right time. Well, yes. Well, yeah, because it's all part of the game, right? Of, mm-hmm. Let's see who can do this faster, faster and better. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, what what else? What other um, games on there did you en- enjoy doing? <laughs> well, okay, well, we can go over the the games that we played. <laughs> let's uh, do that. We did the samurai training. Oh yeah. Which was the uh, the sword. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. The uppercut. The. Oh, yeah, we that, did the boxing yes. game. Oh yeah. Okay, the boxing game. Right. Um. The. Mm-hmm. The boxing game, uh, which I had not played before, um, we we did it uh, last night. Mm-hmm. Um, the announcer in that is great. He's got this like New York accent. <laughs> Be sure to steer clear of hitting objects or oh, each other. He was really each good. Other. Each other. <laughs> one word. Each other. Each other. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you like the boxing one? Mm, yeah, that was kind of fun. Kind of like that one. Uh, let's see. What else did we do? We did safe cracking, which you had kind of a hard oh, time. Oh gosh, yes. I couldn't. I know that you're supposed to be able to feel, feel the vibration, but mm-hmm. I never. I didn't. I couldn't tell. Dad, you were able to feel the vibrations, right? Uh yeah. That um, that was a sensory thing. So that um, that I did fine with. You, <laughs> you, you was you so you said that it was a sensory thing, so you did fine with it. Was there a non-sensory thing that you think you you weren't fine with, or oh yeah, like boxing, boxing, yeah, because it was like reactionary. It was auditory, yeah, yeah, and so you had to re- react to something that you heard, and 
Yeah. I found myself being slower on that than I thought I would be. So oh. it's like kind of like looking in a mirror. <laughs> you get this command and then you're too late. Um, so it's a little bit like the, because we, we also played the, the flag signals one. Yes. Where you have to do the direction that the female voice says and then do the opposite of the direction that the male voice says. Right. We, as a group, were bad at that. Right. Okay. Don't you, you don't think so? <laughs> yes. That reminded me of some of the uh, lumosity exercises that I do. Yeah. yeah. So uh, wh- what uh, d- does it seem like? Um, so how much, how much of those lumosity exercises do you do? Do you do them every day or? Uh, probably th- three times a week. And the, they're like brain sharpening? Um, yeah, some of it's uh, uh, memory. Some of it has to do with uh, speed and um, determining whether uh, uh, what you're looking at is a, is a, a vowel <clears throat> or an even <laughs> number. Sounds very simple, but it... Uh... Yeah, like a c- category stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but this, uh, do you think that this has that same kind of value? Like, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah this, this has, um, um, you would be able to train yourself to react quicker to an auditory command, even if it's a repetitious command. It's a, it's interesting though, cause I, I don't feel like any of the games on here are, I mean, none of them scale, like they don't get any harder. Um, the the version of the game that you first encounter is as hard as it's ever going to be, right? Like, right. there's no uh, increasing level of difficulty um, that could actually train you to be better at it. It's just the same level over and over again. No, that's something we didn't see. In, yeah, well, yeah, I guess because we didn't have enough time with it. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, how, how do you feel about the experience of, of 1-2-Switch overall? Well, it, it it has a lot of novel um, and um, cute things, you know, like <laughs> like but like, not uh, standing too close to each other. Don't stand too close to each other. Uh, that was very enjoyable. Yeah. So the 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 presentation of the game it was fun for you guys. Yes, graphics is great. Yeah. Well, and it's it's mostly uh, you know human actors that they just film doing doing the tasks. Right. Um, I like seeing the same actors that they because th- there's maybe like ten actors in this thing that they just keep using over and over again. Um, and then yeah, other than that, like the graphics are pretty simple. Otherwise, the um thing that I, I thought was kind of annoying yeah. was the repetition of the instruction to the game. Yeah. Um, every time you played the game, I don't know if you could bypass that. I don't think you can. Yeah. Um, there's uh, every time you start the games, there's a, a little like preview movie of them playing it. But there's always like the telephone game. Every time it would say, uh, "Answer the telephone when it rings." Hello. Just like that. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That was annoying. Yeah, because you just wanted to. You just wanted to play at that point. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. What else? What else did we play in there? What Lyle? What games in there did you like? I actually like ping pong. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do much of it, or did you just watch Sarah and I play? No, I did. I did um a couple against. Okay. You and you. You beat me badly. Yeah. No, but I enjoyed it anyway. No, I beat you five to four. That's badly. No, it's it's as close as the game can be. <laughs> Second place is the first place loser. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um. What about uh? So you you were able to do the the safe cracking, and then you were also able to do the the ball count eventually, right? Yes. You were very delicate with with the thing. Like when Sarah and I do it, we're rotating all around, like trying to make the balls like run around. You were holding it very still. Yes. And you're you're still able to to feel. I was trying to count and separate the distance between the balls hitting each other or the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty neat, right? There's no balls in that thing. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's on a TV. <laughs> no, I know it's on a TV, but you're feeling something. Right. The the sensation isn't isn't on the TV. The sensation is in your hand. In the hand, right. Um, do you guys have any uh, like impressions on the um, the controllers at all? Yeah, obviously we were playing with like the the separate Joy Cons. If they were ever like confusing or if they're comfortable to hold or anything like that. I guess if you wanted to be good at this, you'd have to take that controller to bed with you. Why? Why is that? <laughs> But just to get like really, really comfortable with it, where everything is. Does it not feel comfortable to you when when we were when we were playing? Well, I I would forget. Yeah, where stuff is. Mom, what would buttons you? are. Okay, the milking the cow one. Yeah. Okay, those two buttons at the top where you mm-hmm. have to squeeze and then like pull down. Yeah. Okay, that I don't think I got the rhythm of that correctly. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it feels a little strange. Like it, mm-hmm. it's clear what they're like, kind of trying to emulate there, but mm-hmm. it's but it's not really intuitive. Yeah, cow. You, you, he, <laughs> they should see you milking that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the motion right now. Of course, <laughs> why would I not? Uh, mom, mom, what did you think about the uh, the the controller? Otherwise, oh, otherwise it was fine. The one thing I did want to say about the whole thing, though, in general, was yeah. okay. I had a harder time if I really followed all the directions as in look at the person that you're playing against. <laughs> yeah. I'm much better off like looking into outer space or looking at a blank wall to listen to what they're telling me to do and do it rather than looking at someone and still trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, but don't you think that's distracting? Don't you think that's part of the fun though is that like we're looking at each other in the eyes and like laughing about it? No, it depends on how serious you want to be about the game. If you want to win the game, you want to look at the wall. I don't consider myself a competitive person. but oh, give me a break. <laughs> what? You do, do you look at yourself when you're doing this stuff? Do I look at myself? Uh-huh. No. Yes, you're very competitive. How do I look at myself? No. I'm just I'm, playing the games. Yes, <laughs> I'm telling you, you are. <laughs> Was I coming off as too competitive? Mm, well... You weren't obnoxious about it, but well, you were definitely Now, competitive. hold on, because you just said you wanted to win the games. Well, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Isn't that why you play? I'm, I, don't, I think you play to have fun. Oh, there's a lot of competitiveness in there, too. Okay. Well, if I'm competitive, it's because of you, then. That's where I get <laughs> oh, it from. Oh, you think, huh? <laughs> mm. um, so uh, that, that was the only game that we all played together. Um, but I guess you saw a little bit of snipper clips. Um, the cutting out shapes game that Sarah and I played before. Yes. Um, we put some blobs to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you remember they yes. they were they were surrounded by yeah. Sarah, Sarah was pink. Patrick was yellow. That's right. Sarah always wants to be. The- I didn't know that was one two switch. No, 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 no. That was that was a, a different game called Snipper Clips. Okay. Yeah. Um. No, I just I just want to talk about like the the switch in general. I'm moving off of one two switch now. Um. Just uh, if you have any other just thoughts about what you did see of the system, um, anything on there that seems interesting to you or anything like that, or does it seem like another, uh, just, just another Nintendo thing that's like, okay, great, Patrick will play that. <laughs> it has no other bearing on my life. Well, I would like to have, instead of, I know it's shuffled to, and you get the, whatever it is that comes up, but I would like to have just gone through just to see what they all were. Sure. Because we didn't really do that. We could still just do, that. Just we could do that. Just out of curiosity. Tonight. You know, what, it, what all there was. Yeah. Um, but it was it fun enough that you wanted to experience more of it or exper- see what else it had to offer? It was fun enough mm-hmm. that I would do it here, but I'm not putting it on my Christmas list. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that, that, that's a pretty tall order. Like, I, I think um, Nintendo always tries to make games that, uh, appeal to people who don't normally play games, um, but I think it's a tall order to ask someone who doesn't play games to want to own one, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but for me personally, it's enough uh, that you guys are able to play it with me when you're here. You know what I mean? It's it, it's nice because uh, the other games that I got on the Switch, you know, there's not really a, I'm not gonna be able to play Zelda with you necessarily. Oh, yeah. Like that. Okay. Uh, Lyle? Kept looking for Duck Hunt. You kept looking for Duck Hunt? <laughs> Duck Hunt, yeah. Was it there or was it? <laughs> no, there's no Duck Hunt yet. How long ago was that? 
Duck Hunt, uh, yeah. like 87 or 80s. I think 87. That, I think that was the first system that we had, right? Yeah, yeah, the NES. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look, when there's a Duck Hunt on the Nintendo Switch, <laughs> then I'll get you one for Christmas. Can I be the duck? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can you be the duck? Uh, okay, well, so you guys had fun with 1-2-Switch, but maybe it's a limited fun kind of situation. Is that where we're landing here? Or It's the kind of thing that we... I wouldn't just pick it up to play it. I mean, you say, go ahead, play it, and and you kind of pick the games here, do this and do that. That that makes it fun. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's not... That, that game specifically is, is a very... Like you need to be in a room with a bunch of people, otherwise. Right. Oh yeah, it's very social. Yeah, it's it's a very good social aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it almost feels more like improv games, right? Or uh, like icebreaker sort of games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, great. Thanks for sharing your impressions of the Nintendo Switch, and I guess specifically one two Switch. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for talking. You're welcome. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at NinCart Society. Check out the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you have a second, we would love if you would rate, review, and share us on iTunes. I guess you can't share us on iTunes, but rate and review us on iTunes. Share us however you share things. Um, Check out some other shows on the What's a Creative Podcast Network. That all um, helps us out. There's lots of good shows over there. If you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8-Bit Betty. You can find more of 8-Bit Betty's music on 8bitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying, my mom was sort of weird about that competitive thing, right? She was sort of weird about it. It was weird. Thanks for listening. It's a creative podcast network.